Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Okay. So, Sal, I said a few minutes ago, Sal likes a good trivia question. Because I feel like my Super Bowl trivia appetite has just not been that strong, but today I'm feeling it a little bit. And Bulldog said, everybody does. Everybody likes a good trivia question. I don't know, though. I think of you as someone who likes them more than most. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love trivia. My um, first real like thing I wanted to do in life when I realized I wasn't going to be the center fielder of the New York Yankees or a wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, uh, I wanted to be a game show host. I love this stuff. So this is like right up my alley, definitely. Yes. All right. I've got... Uh... Three questions. We don't have to do them all. Actually, let's pick one. Which one do you guys want? One, two, or three? Each one has four correct answers. Um, I don't you know. Bulldog, you pick. <laughs> I'll go question number one. Good choice. Great choice, actually. Name the four coaches, head coaches, to coach in a Super Bowl against teams they formerly were the head coaches for. Four coaches who went against their former teams. Does this count Andy Reid? No. Andy Reid will be the fifth. Okay. That's why it was really good well, to pick I, question one. Because that that's right now. Like that's gonna change. Andy Reid is about to be added to this list. Okay. Um I have two right off the bat that I know of. Um would you like me to say him, Bulldog, and then we can go from there? Um sure, if you're if you're confident. I, I have one one spring to mind, but I'm not I'm I'm like fifty fifty on. So say the two that you're sure of. Oh, oh, actually, wait a minute. Did he do that? Well, the the easy one right off the bat is John Gruden. John Gruden for Tampa against the Raiders, and that mm-hmm. was right away. Right, that was like right the away. First year after he left the yeah, Raiders right and away. went to Tampa. Yeah. Yes, the year before the was had? the tuck rule. No, no, I no, I did not okay. think of that one. I I thought of this other one, and I haven't thought of any others. So I'm sort of stuck on my one Go ahead. I'm not sure of. Weeb Eubank? Weeb Eubank is right. Very yes. good. 
He was the Colts coach for many years and then beat the Colts as the Jets coach in Super Bowl three. One is still um, active. I was thinking, well, I was thinking, did, did Don Shula do this, Bulldog, with the Dolphins? And, like, when did he, I'm trying to what You know what, he... I thought of him before I thought of Weeb Eubank, and that's how I got to the Jets and the Colts. Shula, right then. before A- the Dolphins, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, no. AFC think, Championship. Okay, okay. AFC Championship for Miami beating Baltimore, but yeah, not the Super yeah. Bowl. Right. Not the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, two left, one recently died, and one is still active. Two left, one recently died. Oh, oh, you know what? Wait a minute. Isn't, isn't was Dan, Dan Reeves the head Dan coach Reeves of the Falcons Atlanta against the Broncos? Denver. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dan Reeves, and then one is still active. We both got to that is one he, at the same time. So, is the yeah is the Dan Reeves one the uh, okay? So yeah, he's the guy. He he died recently. I guess yes. you're saying yes. <laughs> One is still active. Well, just have to go through the active coaches and think about who has been. Um, it's not Vic Fangio. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Belichick did have a couple stints, but only in the AFC. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. It, it's, Belichick think, is a little – it's not right, but it's a little bit close. Like he was famously the Giants – uh, defensive right. coordinator and coached against the Giants twice, but no, he was not their head coach. Um, trying to think of people, not Tomlin. Right. Uh, we said Andy Reid, not him. Bulldog, you got anything here? Um, I had Kyle Shanahan in my head, but that doesn't work. I don't think. Um. No, I don't know. I'm blank. No, that doesn't work. So, let's see. Eagles, Giants, no. Oh, ooh, no. Ron Rivera. Did Ron? No, he wasn't. The can, coach. You, can you stop, stop talking for a sec? Just for a quick sec? Yes. Listeners, yes. come on, right? Come on, guys. That's what you're thinking out there. Come on, guys. We also right. want to move this along, but come on, guys. You got, Come on, guys. <laughs> well, what, one more name, but come on, guys. That's what they're saying. That's what I'm hearing out there. If I take my headphones off, out there. You couldn't even see me do that, so why did I actually do it? That's what they're saying. Come on, guys. <laughs> the other, well, the the part of the problem for me was, um, okay, I was trying to think of, yeah, I couldn't, uh, yeah, forget it. No, what All I was right. going to say, I got lost in what I was going to say. Is it, It's not, wait a minute, it's not, um, it's not <laughs> Doug Peterson, right? No. Because no, he didn't, okay. No, he hasn't been back, yeah. Sean McVay, no. He wasn't the head coach. Oh, wait a minute. No? Was Pete Carroll? Who was? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Patriots. Right. He was the head coach of the Patriots. Correct. Right. right. Okay. Correct. Man, it took me a while to get there. I'm I'm glad you didn't give it to me, though. I want to uh, thank my friend Greg for this question. He came out with it on Twitter a couple days ago. That's that's what I went with. All right. I like it. Sal, that is all the time we have. (laughs) <laughs> All right. No. Good talking with you guys. Um, Sales appearance is always brought to you by. <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling this game yet? Like, it's really mm. it's no bills, but, I mean, two one seeds and it, Super Bowls have been a lot less appealing, I think, than this one. Yeah, I think that it should. I should be feeling it more, and I'm not. I, I should be really more into it because I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't know who's going to win. I think the line is really pretty even, Mike. What is it right now? One and um, a half. 
Yeah, I mean, you don't get much closer than that for a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I like the kind of a contrast a little bit between the two teams and what they want to do and the way that the Eagles can run and their lines and all the skill guys that you know Mahomes likes to get it to. So I like that. Um, I like the storyline of Reed going against his former team. And then Sirianni, I think I have a vested interest there, knowing the family mm-hmm. from here in Western New York. Um, so I should be more into it than I am. I think I'm just still a little bit jaded because of, you know, the Bills not getting there again and losing. And honestly, just the, the Chiefs just keep going every year, and that's kind of lost its luster for me as well. Is, and I've been asking this a couple times not today. Not every year, but you get it. Yeah, Talking about it. Is it going to be annoying, Sal, if I'm right, and I don't know that you agree that I am, that next year the Bills are at a point now where, okay, well, this is nice. This is fine. Good for you. But it's the play. It's all about the playoffs now. I mean, it was. It always is for everybody. It's just now that they've been close and lost, relatively close three times. I feel like this is going to be how people talk about them, like on broadcasts next year. And I don't know. I doubt it'll really matter to anything. The Bills might get a question now and again about this, but you you build a reputation. Teams do this in sports when they don't get there. Uh, when they're really good, but they don't get there. So I think this is going to be a big narrative this year, and it'll be annoying, but um, maybe meaningless. I think we were there this year, to be quite honest with you. Okay, I think that's what this year was about. It was, again, about, well, they should have been there two years ago, and it's 13 seconds last or they we got to the AFC Championship two years ago, and 13 seconds last year, and, you know, it doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. Just, just get... And it was about home field advantage again, and then that slipped by at the end with everything that happened. It really was. But, yeah, I think it's from a different angle, though, that will keep happening, no doubt about it. Now it becomes more about even external pressure on do you have the right people and those kinds of questions. Right. But I, I think that part of it already started. But now I think we get even more of the, all right, like, wh- what are we doing here and what do we really have to change if that – I mean, some of that's starting to happen now, but I think next year becomes even more so like that. It's to me, it's like entering like the Green Bay Packers type territory, right? Where they're just there's always something that why can't this team do it? What's the change? What's going on with the now quarterbacks in a different part of his career? Obviously, he's great. Uh, the head coach, they made a change. Like all those kinds of things, just every year, it doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. It's about if they can go to the Super Bowl. How much, if at all, I mean, I asked this recognizing that, I don't know, I guess it's possible you had, you know, an off-the-record conversation leaning up against somebody's locker or something um, as this all wound down, Sal. But I feel like I'm, I'm going to ask you to just sort of take your, take your guess at it. How much, if at all, do you think that might be creeping in on the players? Like, do, do you think that, that, that it's feeling a little repetitive to them? Like, the ones that have been here, like, I'm thinking of Diggs and his frustration in the Cincinnati game almost right from the start, and certainly by the end we all saw it, stormed out and all that. Um, like, I, you know, I realize guys get over that and it's in the moment, but is there somewhere in there, you know, room for frustration and maybe a fear that nothing is changing and so why is the result going to change? I actually think it's the opposite. From from players I've talked to, from getting the feeling of people around, um, whether you just have a conversation or you're interviewing them or whatever, I think there's still a very firm belief in this organization and what they're doing from the players and in their coaching staff and in their front office. And 
I, I think Micah Hyde, it's funny because I just brought up the Packers. He's been a part of that. He was with the Green Bay, and they couldn't get there. Now he's in Buffalo, and they've fallen short, and he has referenced that. And he has you talked about like how hard it is, really how hard it is, and the the toughest losses you could imagine. And he even brought up when the the year that the Packers lost when they thought they had it, and then the the Seahawks recovered the onside kick and got to overtime and won the game. And 13 seconds last year, and those kinds of things, I think players really appreciate the fact that they're in this thing every year, and they have a great chance to win it every year. And sure, it might be frustrating in the moment, like you said. Diggs is an example. I think Isaiah McKenzie, maybe some of his comments at the end of the year and, mm-hmm. you know, how they could be interpreted, like, what's going on? We don't know. Like, we, we did it the regular season. Why can't we do it in the playoffs? And here we are again. Like, he said something to that effect. Mm-hmm. That can happen, and maybe individually they have oh, – maybe I wasn't used right, and I wish something would change. I think, though, it's really the opposite, that they are very, very much of the belief that they have the right people here and they just need to – finish it off and do a better job when it comes time to win those games what's your latest on Poyer is there any there's nothing new right I mean just we're gonna see what what happens here in the coming weeks Poyer Edmonds the big name free agents how do you how do you sort of see like the, the timing of these players well I don't see anything happening imminently with either of them I go back and think about I was thinking about this today actually when Milano resigned it was like really during the. Is it right like, during the negotiation period? It was, the day, period or it was right maybe during the tampering period. It was before yep. free agency opened, but it was maybe within 24 hours or so. Right. So I think maybe like that's what you might be looking at, especially with a guy like Edmonds. Like maybe try to get something done before he actually hits the free agent market. Um, you know, and sure, these guys, you know, we know there's backdoor channels and people talking and stuff like that. Um, but I think the timeline would be more of let's try to get something done so we have certainty. Um, you don't want to get to – because once – it works both ways, by the way. Like once free agency starts, A, the player, now all of a sudden you, he can go anywhere and he can talk to anybody and they're negotiating and he can actually go on visits. But the team might move on. And the team may say, look, we can now get our hands on this other guy. And we didn't want to do it. We didn't have to go down that road. Like I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Harrison Phillips. Like Harrison Phillips, he he wanted to come back. I know that. I talked to him, and they had you know they had talked a little bit around the combine time and things like that. Things kind of yeah. cooled down, and once they got to a point of well, you know what? Now they're going to go out and sign um, Quentin Jefferson and Mario Addison, and you know revamp the defensive line that way. Whoever else they did that year, like it just becomes a you know he has some feelers, you do too, and you you kind of go your separate ways. So I don't think they want to get to that. I don't think they wanted to get there with Milano a couple of years ago. They didn't, and they made it work. I, I would think they don't want to get there with Edmonds. They don't want to use the franchise tag on him, given the number it's going to be. Poyer, I think, is a little different here. I think Poyer, going back to last training camp, it has always, always tracked to me and seemed like this was inevitably going to be him heading to free agency and probably signing with another team unless he's willing to come back on a short deal for not a, not a ton of money. And I don't know if that's going to happen. And we all know that his wife is pretty outspoken on social media. They have certain political beliefs, and I think there's certain places she'd like to live. I know they already have a place in Miami where he lives. I don't know for sure if the Dolphins like are going to be a major player here, but it absolutely would not surprise me if that is the case. I think his brother tweeted something recently of to the effect of, I'm going to have to learn to start liking some of the fan bases I have learned to hate. Something like that. So it just starts to right. starts to point in a lot of directions for you. Yep. 
Interesting. Um, what did you think of what did you what did both of you think of Roger Goodell today saying the officiating in the NFL has never been better? I think he's probably right. Uh, it's not the same as saying it's great. He wouldn't want to say that, but I think you know he's probably thinking, Sal, like the 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 mechanisms in place, yes. the the replays, the sky ref that they're getting better at not just better, more correct calls, you know, quote correct, but. They're doing them, getting them in faster, and it's sort of moving better. Mike, you're 100 percent right. That's exactly what he meant, and of course, the quote comes off as "Are you kidding me?" Like, look how bad the officiating is every week. We're talking about all of this stuff, mm-hmm. but he went on to talk about that stuff and said, "We have." He said, "Mistakes happen. We know they happen, but we have so much of a better ability to correct them now." And I'm not here to tell you that. Oh yeah, they're, that's amazing either. But I do understand that point of we've done a lot of things to at least get us to a point where we can correct some of the mistakes that have happened on the field, even though they're not all totally 100% correctable and these mistakes happen. Um, He was asked specifically, and the reason why he was answering this question, was about the third down play during the Chiefs-Bengals game. Mm -hmm. And he did touch on that, and he said that's actually not – like there was nothing – different about that play than any other play that gets blown dead. He said the clock operator just, you know, didn't do it right or something along those lines. So I don't know, maybe a little protecting there because but, I think that that play, the way it looked kind of looked weird, but he said there was really nothing different about that play than and I, a lot of plays that happen every week. I think he's right about that. It made total mm-hmm. sense. They just made a mistake. The The clock mm-hmm. was not supposed to be running and no official noticed that it was until, like, what, a half second or so before the ball was snapped or right around the time the ball was snapped when a, not the referee, someone's running in. From way in the back. Yeah, like yeah. he noticed it, and too late, no, no, nobody, none of the other officials was watching him in, in that moment. Like, And really none of the players seemed to notice him either, which is yeah. why the play looked like it went off without a hitch, which is why the Bengals were so mad, and so were a lot of us out here watching, going, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah I think but, it was probably right. The explanation made sense, but it still looked bad. And it was, right, the head official is the one who made the mistake because he, he said, the clo- told the clock operator, start, the, start the, play, the play clock and the clock on my on my signal. And he shouldn't have because the preceding play had been an incomplete pass. So the clock, the right. game clock, shouldn't have been running. Right? Ron uh, Torbert, I believe, yeah. in that one. I like it when a ref's wearing glasses, though. I like him because he wear, wears glasses. <laughs> ever see, Sal, ever see the John Madden NFL Films clip from decades ago where he... He was talking about how one day I realized none of the officials wears glasses. And, like, how can you guys all just, you know, they're older guys. How can they all not need glasses? And Madden was talking <laughs> oh, about I, that one day. So. I don't think so. But the, I'd, I'd wear glasses if, even if I didn't need them because it just sort of gives off a, a, a sense of, uh, you know, I, I, I care. I, I want to be able to see correctly. I'm not above wearing glasses here as a, as a referee. You do wear glasses too, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes. But they, what I learned and, and never knew until I went in and found out that I needed them was that it's inevitable once you reach the age of 50 or come close to 50 years old. Rob didn't like hearing that. Remember Bulldog? Like yeah, Rob, I know. I know. Rob's I know. like, I know I need them. But, but I never knew that you couldn't just like gray hair or baldness or anything. I never knew that you you necessarily would need glasses like once you get to be a certain age. But that's what they told me. So I felt better about it. Oh well, I I, I didn't know that either, and you, now I'm you are coming up I'm, on that on that number. <laughs> I'm gonna be fifty in just almost exactly two months on April fourth. That's right. Good luck with that.
Look out, Seth. Thank you. Ask us anything. <laughs> AMA. You. You'll get it right if you need glasses. You're, 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 you, you know, accessorize. You'll, you'll, you'll be fine. One more question. How about one? Maybe you guys can redeem a little bit. Ready? I don't know about redeem. We got redeem. it right. I, go I had Weeb Eubank. It, what, what, redemption. It, 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 I'm taking a victory took a while. on Weeb Eubank. All right. it, it took was, a while, but we was, got it there. You got. I gave you all the time you needed. Okay, go ahead. Just like when a pitcher goes in because the last pitcher was hurt. All right. One, two, three running backs, three players in Super Bowl history that have played for the Bills have rushed for 100 yards or more in a Super Bowl. This does not include Dominic Rhodes, by the way. Just throwing that name out. Okay. He he did it for Indianapolis, and he was with the Bills, but he was released before the season started, 2009, I think. Right. So who are the okay. three former Bills to have rushed for 100 yards in a Super Bowl? Can, can they have done it while they were playing for the Bills? It's That's possible, yes. Okay, so Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas, 135 in the giant one. What, um, what a game I he would... had. Antoine Smith? Just missed. Mm. Oh. Good name. He had 92 in the first Patriots win over the Rams. Hold on. Oh. Do we want to go Marshawn here? Who? I, think, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know who I'm thinking of? Is it possible, Sal? There, there were there's, – there's like a, a trio of, of Denver running backs – Mm-hmm. One of whom played ended up playing here, and could he have? No, because they won. They, they won with they won with Terrell, Terrell Davis. It, it, that's not right. Stop! Stop that train of thought. It's not. I, not. I, I think Marshawn. He, he played in two. I think one of those he at least had to have a hundred yards. I'm going to go Marshawn Lynch. That's correct. He had 102 in the oh, New England nice. loss. Okay. Of course, they'd given them the ball at the goal line. He would have finished with 99 because he would have been tackled for a three yard <laughs> loss. Or mm-hmm. scored. Or scored the winning touchdown. You never know. All right, so it's Thurman, it's Marshawn Lynch, and one more. Also not like wow. in a super obscure name. So don't go deep diving okay. here. Oh, oh, right. O.J. Simpson. Not O.J. Simpson. <laughs> never did it. Actually, little known fact, never did it. Wait, never did what? Well, right, he Sorry, did right. it, but never rushed for 100 yards in a Super Bowl. Wow. But he didn't do. Well, okay. Sorry, everyone. I make no apologies. I have uh, I have nothing left to offer, Sal. <laughs> this player never appeared for the Bills in the postseason, but wait, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Never mind. Let me make sure about that. Yes, he did. I was trying to get you off someone like who did this for the Bills. No, it, like Kenneth Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, is not the answer. He was in the '80s, I think, once. Well, did the player do it before or after his Buffalo career in Bef- the Super Bowl? Four before. Okay, okay. That's going to be a little tougher for me here. Um, I can't think of a sink of 80s and maybe 90 Bills running back that came to Buffalo towards the tail end of their career, maybe? Someone like that? You're on the right track, but the timing isn't right. It's the right kind of player. Oh, wow. So you're talking 70s, maybe even? Nope. Oh, okay. Sean McDermott was the coach. Oh my! It's recent. Frank Gore. Sean Frank McDermott Gore. was the. Co- oh yeah, thank Bulldog, you. Bulldog, good job. Wow. Frank, San Francisco. Frank Gore, one ten for the Niners in the loss to Baltimore. Okay. All right. yeah. yeah. All right. Good. That feel good. I feel good. Yeah, I liked it. I good. like it. 
Good. Yeah. Good, Me too. good trivia. Me too. All right. Super Bowl week. Got to do a little trivia. Thank you, Sal. Mm-hmm. You got it. That's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 